the wages of sin is death. That, yep. So there is this reality where we want to play with sin as if it's a game, mm -hmm. but the language of the Bible is sin is a cancer that's mm -hmm. going to kill you. Right. So that is in the back of my mind as I interact with people I love that we're not talking about my opinion. If right. we've objectively said something you're doing is wrong, right. it's biblically wrong. Just playing with it and not talking to someone, is that really love? Hey, welcome back to Real Talk. Thanks for hanging out with us. He's Joe, I'm Brad. You know what I learned this last week? If you watch Real Talk at one and a half speed, it's a lot more interesting. <laughs> That's incredible. I just learned about that feature. We are way more engaging at what one a, and a half. What an incredible feature our modern society has yeah. built into watching things. <laughs> just because you, you know you want to watch us, but you don't want to spend still enough time enough. to actually watch long enough. So you turn 20 minutes into like 14. That's There's 1.5, 1.75, two times. It's like Alvin and the Chipmunks were way ahead of their time. <laughs> So right now, turn us on, double time. crank it up, or just X us off. Just you X, could just you could do that yeah. too. Uh, I have a question for you. Do, when are we gonna let? When can I ask you a question? No, this is important. So you lived in Pennsylvania a lot longer than I have. Mm -hmm. There's lots of trees and leaves around here, right? Yep. So this time of year, you line your street with all the leaves. Mm -hmm. So I'm out walking my dog yesterday, and. <laughs> My dog does her business in one of the piles of leaves in front of us. Do I have to clean that up? Of course. I do. Is that like a... I don't know what the proper protocol for that is. No, I think I think it's a it's an appropriate litter donation. Okay. <laughs> because for the... I can't like, I don't want to reach into the pile of leaves and hunt around for it. <laughs> it's weird. I really want to, that is a weird question. The thing that's interesting is probably if I was your neighbor and I saw that happen, it's a 50-50 how I'm going to appreciate. So for the sake of your neighbors, you right. might want to tussle around in there and get whatever. <laughs> so they think you're some kind of an appropriate citizen. But okay. to just be like, like if walk it's on away. Like lawn, that's one thing, but it's in the pile of leaves in the street. It's in the street. What it's public care? domain. It is, that is a public, it is a public, but the road department will come across. Will not like that. That yeah. big vacuum. A, but that big vacuum sucks you know what? up everything. This and is composted yeah. anyways. It's, it's all biodegradable. Why should we pick up anything? Why even use toilets? Well, this leads us well <laughs> into what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> I can't, I'm, I'm very intrigued. So this actually <laughs> came up on a previous video a little bit. I want to talk about Christians calling each other out for sin. Oh. Should that happen? When should that happen? You know, like if a guy's dog deposits in so if I was, leaves, this like, is, is a that great, sin yeah, that you I, should approach me and oh. say, you know? Yeah. So it's like if I would have seen you do that, if we were neighbors and I saw that, would I confront you with that? Would I follow Matthew 18? <laughs> Go to my brother. Your dog took a large. Yes. And I have a big dog. Yes, you do. Wow, interesting. Should you framed it? Should Christians call each other out on sin? Yeah. So, hmm. um, you know, a lot of times people take out of context a few passages. Matthew seven: Do not judge, or you will be judged. Right? That's thrown. Or Matthew eighteen: The other end: If a brother or sister has a sin, go to them. Right? Mm -hmm. It's like it's an active like go mm -hmm. to them. So, just in the regular of life. When we see friends or family members, and let's say other Christ followers, we'll go to non-believers in a minute. Let's say other Christ followers, when we see them sinning, what do we do, if anything? 
Well, when I can only speak for you, when I watch you sin <laughs> and I think about my response, yeah. let me go through this. Yes. What do I Very do? quick to call Very, it out. Yes, try to publicly shame. Yeah, yeah, usually yeah, yeah, the yeah. first thing we try to do, tell everyone that you made a huge mistake. Good, great. I think it's a great question. So if I was, if you saw me sin, how would, what would you, like, we're close enough. We're, like, I would think most yeah. people would go, Brad and Joe are close enough. So, all right. So if right. you saw me do something that you knew was inappropriate or sinful. Because step back you? for a minute. Are you saying that, you're saying that because it's in relationship? Well, I would seem like that would be a primary first starting point. Good. Right. So good. it's like, if you're not in a relationship, mm-hmm. probably it's none of your business. Oh, it might be a part of your business, but how you approach it, it would sound like, it seems like if we're oh, just going to sort of that's put, better put said. like, uh, yeah, go, that's better said. Put a formula together. We go first, what's your relationship with this person? Yeah. It's some person you don't have, you have no context for. It's just a random person. Or is it someone really, cl- you're really close with how you approach it? Like sin, I think for the most part could be objectified. True. Meaning, like, there's objectively right and wrong. There's okay. absolute truths. Sorry. I blacked out. I was like, like, what does that word mean? Know what he means. No, that's usually how you look at it. You gave me the look like you're about. Wait, Joe, that is a lion. <laughs> you can watch that episode. Like, um, you know, I think if there's an objective reality that sin is something the Bible descri- describes as sin, like an offense before God, that's sort of objective. It's absolute. It's a lot of it can be black and white. Let's assume it's black and white. Then it goes to, how's the relationship? Who Who is this person in relationship to you? Mm-hmm. So, is it a close relationship? That changes how I approach it. If it's not a close relationship, changes how I approach it. I mean, if it's not a close relationship, what would be a context that it's, that it's, I don't have a better phrase for it, like that it's any of your business. You know what I mean? Like if it's someone you don't know, what would you do with that? You don't have a relationship with the person, but you know they're sinning. I mean, is there anything to do with that? Because the path to get there could be gossip. It could turn into a lot of bad yeah. things, right? I mean, I think I think you should notice it. And I mean, do, if something sure. is if something is wrong or objectively sinful or evil, you should notice it. You should see it. You shouldn't slander. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't gossip, right? So it's like I don't know the person, but I'm going to throw them under the bus with someone else that I do know. Mm-hmm. It's like that. That's not. God honoring, then you're sinning. Um, maybe I'll take it first this way. I probably, when I see sin in someone else, I probably by first should ask the question, have I looked myself in the mirror? Yeah, because right? that's the rest of Matthew 7, by the way, right? It's like, I mean, check I, yourself. I think that's important. Plank in your own eye. Mm-hmm. I mean, go through that. Talk about that. Don't just, let's not, let's assume everybody hears sure. that. Sure, so Matthew what? 7, right? So... <clears throat> Do not judge or you too will be judged mm-hmm. it is, is just verse one, but then it continues and it says, before you judge a brother for a speck of dust in their eye, you may want to remove the plank from your own. Mm-hmm. Meaning we're so quick to notice mm-hmm. the minutia of someone else's life and yet we might have something just egregious in our mm-hmm. own that it's like we're blind to. So you're talking about making sure we've sort of address that, clean that up, taking that to the Lord first. So if we were going to, again, we're in front of everyone building a conversation. It's like, yes, we should notice it. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't look away. Mm-hmm. Something's wrong. It's evil. It's rebellious. It's sinful. Mm-hmm. We should notice it. Number two, 
Did you look at yourself? Mm-hmm. Have you looked at yourself? Do you know your own heart? Do you know your own view? Do you own your own junk in your own life? Number three maybe gets to what's the relationship? Mm-hmm. Is it someone that you have a close relationship with, someone that you don't, someone you just know from a distance? What do you do then? Well, you shouldn't gossip, shouldn't slander that person, shouldn't enter it as a prayer request. <laughs> <laughs> praying right, right, for right, right. like I don't really know Bob but right. you know I notice it's like no we're not yeah. praying for it we're not slandering we're not gossiping what do we do with that information it's like well I know for me I have noticed things in people yeah. and so I'll pray about it like God I see this I know this isn't right what do I do about it I'm not I don't have the best relationship with it with this person should Show me someone I can talk to or what I can do to be a positive voice. Because if I see something that's wrong in someone, I'm not calling it out to bring condemnation on them. I'm not calling it out. The intent of my oh, yeah. heart isn't no rest- to hurt. Restoration, correction, right? I mean, yeah. that's the biblical response. I mean, yeah. even Matthew 18, which is like, go to your brother or sister if they have sin in their life. It's about restoration. Yeah. So it's the heart, like what's my heart in the matter and how I approach this. If it's not to help someone, if it's to hurt someone, then I'm sinning, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, so let's, let's maybe an extreme example. If you see someone, a, a Christ follower who is sinning, but they're way distant from you. You have no relationship. Maybe it's even some like well-known Christian oh, leader yeah. or something. It's like, you're never going to interact with that person, right? You, you notice it. You should pray about it, and then it kind of, at that point, dies. It's not really yours to Mm -hmm. do anything with because you're not going to engage with that person in a relationship, right? Yeah, I mean, if it was somebody from that far of a distance. But I think there might be safe people that I could talk to about it, which isn't gossip. There probably is a category of conversation you could have with someone close to you about someone's objective sin where you could learn. Like there might be somebody that's doing something and you could learn from it by having a conversation with someone trusted, not for the purpose of hurting that person in the distance, but for learning in our own hearts how to be careful about how we live and how we act, maybe to even check myself and go, am I seeing this clearly? Again, not with a desire to hurt, but desire with the safe, mature other person to talk through something you see in someone's life that you know, okay, this could help me think about it, help me process, help me to protect my own heart. I think there's probably a category for having okay. safe conversations that aren't slanderous or gossip when I can't actually approach that person. What about, okay, so then let's go to the other end. Let's say somebody you do have a relationship with. How do you go about, you see something, you should still take it before the Lord. Yep. I see this. Yep. I want to restore this person, mm-hmm. correct this person. And you have a good relationship with them. Like, how do you go about doing that? Like, let's say that you and a friend are doing a video, and one of the friends calls the other one Little Bo Jackass because he dressed up in a sheep costume. <laughs> but if you want to go get free candy and you got to dress up like Little Bo Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, something, uh, something like, like that. that. Something that wouldn't How nearly... would you approach that person and say, you know, that was... <laughs> <laughs> that was so hurtful. Someone called me that at church, man. Little oh. bone jackass. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Confession time. Brad, <laughs> would you please forgive me for calling you that? If you don't know what we're talking about, watch the previous episode where, um, yeah, this is very helpful. Um, <laughs> I, you you know, know someone, yeah. you see something destructive in their life, sinful in their life, 
I mean, some of it theologically is probably framing, as I always do, flying wider. The wages of sin is death. That, yep. So there is this reality where we want to play with sin as if it's a game, mm-hmm. but the language of the Bible is sin is a cancer that's mm-hmm. going to kill you. Right. So that is in the back of my mind as I interact with people I love that we're not talking about my opinion. If right. we've objectively said something you're doing is wrong, right. it's biblically wrong, just playing with it and not talking to someone, is that really love? So isn't this isn't me being judgmental. Like we, we put these things together. It's like, stop. This is not judgmental or being judge, judging someone. If there is an objective truth about how someone's living, they're known for being a liar. They're known for being a gossip, a slander. They're doing something that's morally wrong, sexually wrong, illegal. This is not like a matter of my opinion. If this is objectively wrong, my friend has cancer and I'm not going to talk to him about it. Yeah. And that cancer, that sin is going to kill them. Yeah. And I or think, kill a relationship or kill yeah. some part of their life. We, we think of the wages of sin is death as just a passage related to salvation. Mm-hmm. But even for someone who has received mm-hmm. the free gift of forgiveness of their sins, mercy and grace, right? Sin will still destroy, mm-hmm. kill in the sense of it's going to destroy your life. Yeah. Like you said, relationships, it, it will kill you. So, if so it have, is that serious. Yeah. Do we, have a, do we have a grid that says that the objective sin of our lives has the potential of destroying mm-hmm. people? If that's not at the forefront of your mind, then this is sort of like, well, my opinion is. It's like, yeah. no, this is objectively true. If you keep doing that, you might be saved as a Christian from the hell eternal, right. but you're creating a hell on this planet for yourself and for your and friends for others, and for yeah. others. Because mm-hmm. sin isn't private. Mm-hmm. People want to make my sinful decisions private. It's not private. Mm-hmm. It actually impacts everyone mm-hmm. and the people closest to you most. So it's like, mm, I can't just look the other way and go, oh, I didn't see that. I, I don't really want to. I don't want to be that judgmental friend. It's like, wait, this has nothing to do. I don't know what you're even talking about. Yeah. I love you so much that how do I how do I bring this up in a constructive way so that you don't get defensive and you don't think I'm attacking you? You know, it's why Paul says, speaking the truth in love, mm-hmm. right? So find our way to lovingly approach a conversation where it's like, hey, I mean, there could be all kinds of ways we could coach technique on this. Yeah, but, it's but like, maybe it's a simple, maybe even the technique is as simple as kind of what you're saying right now, is that you're saying to someone, I, I just see something. I want to mm-hmm. make sure you see it. Let's mm-hmm. we start there, right? Like, I see something and I care about you. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid of what it could do. So mm-hmm. I want to make sure you see it. Yeah. And in some, in some ways, it's that person's decision what they do with yeah. that, right? My responsibility, I, one, one author said it this way, duty is ours, consequences of the Lord. It's like, what happens <clears throat> with what I do? That's not for me. But for me to say something, to do something, if I see it, that is my responsibility and there's no getting around it. But it, it, you know, I would hope that when I approach, when you approach me about calling you little Bo Jackass, <laughs> I, like you're doing it lovingly, constructively. You're doing it because you care about me, right? You're, you're, so if I'm approaching someone about their sin, have I, is it objectively sin? Do I have my facts correct? Mm-hmm. Is it before God unholy and wrong? 
Secondly, have I looked at myself first and noticed that I'm a sinner? Boy, I'm no different than anybody else, so I better not come off of some, as some high, holy, right? I'm better than you. If it comes across that way, then I haven't noticed my own sin in my own life. Have I found a constructive, loving way of saying it, understanding the circumstances and situation, so that I can find the best reception possible and not sort of sideswipe someone? Mm-hmm. with my critique, that, that, that doesn't work. I think the judgmental part is when I think I'm better than you mm-hmm. and I come down on some holy, from some holy mountain and say, now you, sinner. It's like that, I don't even see, I, don't, I just don't have a way of comprehending that that's the way you approach this. It's like, no, I'm, like, I'm, I'm a sinner too. I struggle too. Um, I'm concerned about you. Here's what I see. I don't know what you should do about this or what you can do about it, but I'm concerned. If you continue down this path, it's going to really hurt you and harm you. Mm-hmm. In that situation and circumstance, I'm not sure there's a friend that's not going to hear you. Mm-hmm. I mean, Truth. and if they don't hear you, that's when Matthew 18 comes in play. The, the next steps in Matthew 18, right? You bring a friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if, ser- if it's that serious and the person you came and talked to is sort of blowing you off, then you go, I love you so much, I gotta bring another friend into this. Because to your point, it. if they had cancer, and a friend goes, that's eh, not that big of a deal. You go, no, I'm gonna bring everyone I can around you because we're watching you die, and yep. you're ignoring it, and that, yep. doesn't, that doesn't seem right. Good. So we sort of parked um, how should Christians, should Christians call out sin and destructive ways in non-believers, I think we should leave it parked and do another episode on that. That's on non-believers? Yeah, because oh. that's a whole other conversation. Whoa. Because Christians get the label of judgmental by non-believers, so I think we should do a whole episode on that. On how to call sin out in non-believers. Should we? Sh- oh, should, should we? That is a great question. But with believers, all day long. Wow, let's just start naming it. In fact, some of you, we, gonna we actually brought you into you right this room now. right now. Hey, Frank, <laughs> did you bring up what Sylvia did and Jose, all our friends out there? No. Wow. We're not calling out sin. I mean, maybe it's even not even doing that. Like, I don't really like calling out sin in anybody, but I do feel like concerned about sin in people's lives and in my life. Good. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us. See you next time. 